Hello, everybody. Welcome to Honey Badger Radio. My name is Brian. I'm here with Allison, and this is another episode of Maintaining Frame. I apologize if you see Red Zerker. Um, I changed it, so if you refresh, you should see the correct... What is this? Like, genre? Type? Um, maintaining Frame. Yeah, this is or Maintaining dating. Frame. I think or, they, they, or, it, it, yeah, because we're still covering Chris. Yes, the we are. And the other dude. Yeah, we are still, Alex. we're doing another section of the Alex Syke and Chris Williamson video. Uh, this yeah, one is entitled, dating, yeah, yeah, go another, ahead. Another bunch of dating gurus whose basic advice to men is, you know, just be hot, dude. Stop, just stop sucking. Hot, stop sucking. Stop sucking, bro. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah. Be hot, um, bro. Yeah, be attractive to women. What's the problem? <laughs> um... So anyway, yeah, so we're going to be doing a little bit more of that, and uh, if you guys want to, um, well, get in on that action, stick around, hit that like button, help us out, you know, give us, give us a, give us a like. So anyway, uh, before we get into the video, um, I just wanted to say that, actually, I saw Alex Sykes been making the rounds now. He was on Lotus Eaters this morning. And it was like a 10 minute clip that I saw. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, I guess like he's the guy now that people want to talk to. So there you go. Um, and okay, uh, what, what was the conclusion from the Lotus Eaters? I mean, it was kind of like the same. It was the idea was to give men a white pill to make him make them feel like, you know, they're they they should they should be encouraged to approach women and that, you know, things aren't that bad, bro. But, um, I don't, I, I think, I still believe that the conversation is really incomplete because they're still doing this thing where they're putting the onus on men. At least, like, there's this guy named Will Nolan and he just put out, like, a, a, a I don't know, like, a program or something that would help men essentially, like, discern and find like good women virtuous women and i i say well you know at least that's something at least he knows that the dating market the dating pool uh isn't isn't the best for men who are looking for long-term commitment with a loving and uh compassionate partner because the thing about dating psych is is that you know it seems to me that for him success is getting a date or getting laid and sure I guess, but that's really like step zero, <laughs> right? I mean, in my opinion, that's like step zero. What? I, I don't think that's what the average man is satisfied with. I think they, you know, if they want something like if they want something akin to a relationship, then they are looking for something a little bit more sustainable. And I think that um, Alex might be well intentioned, but he's definitely like looking at a very small very small a sliver of the pie as it were you know what i'm saying oh yeah no um well there's a few th additional things that i have a problem with so he looked at the rate of success of men approaching in person did he at all look at the rate of potential false accusation or uh experiences of uh, extremely abusive rejections or even group harassment as a result of rejection did he look at all of the any of the negatives mm -mm. and i'm guessing that he didn't well i don't know so 
And, and, and then well, the other thing is that this entire narrative is completely discounting the efforts, the organized efforts of groups to make cold approaches for men more dangerous, more socially unacceptable, like more, more people will look at it more askance. Mm-hmm. You know, like this, it just com- Do they think that this situation is men's fault? Does, are the, or are men responding to something that's actually happening? Which is that there is a concerted effort to make men approaching women in public to be socially unacceptable. Look at the Gillette ad. Or even criminal. Mm-hmm. And if men respond to these efforts by opting out, you blame men for that? Well, the people who are doing this are going to do everything in their power to continue to make men approaching women into something that is fraught with danger. Yep. Because what they want to do is they want to stop it and they want to control the discourse and they want to frame this behavior as abusive in order to control the discourse. That's their that's their means to power. And none of this is being acknowledged. Mhm. And it's like, well, you you can continue to say like Alex Psych is not going to change the amount of men who are refusing to approach women who have decided not to. Like literally, the, the, he's he's on the Lotus Eaters. He's on Chris Williams. This guy does not is not going to change anything. I'm going to make a prediction. It's going to be worse in two years. Yep. And it's going to be worse again. And the reason why it's going to be worse in two years is because literally we have an organized group of people who are trying to make it harder and more dangerous for men to approach women, for men to be in relationships with women. Okay. They are out there trying to stop it and if your only solution is uh men men just 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 men more yeah you know just just man more that's not a solution and even things like oh well just just be more courageous well okay men who are risk adverse um and men that is a personality trait Okay, when you get back to me with the psychological um, evidence that you can shift something as deep as a personality trait, get back to me on that. Or, alternatively, it's an anxiety. An anxiety disorder? I don't know. It seems like it's a sort of a reasonable concern, in my opinion, because literally, most people should be afraid of being criminals, right? Mm-hmm. Is that not a reasonable concern? Is, is is being put in jail not a reasonable fear? Is that not part of what stops us from engaging in certain behaviors? So when men have the possibility, and they do have this possibility, they definitely, maybe not going to jail, but losing their job in the workplace, and in some jurisdictions, maybe not in the U.S., but in the U.K., there are a lot of activities now under the umbrella of approaching a woman that could land a man in jail. And not because he's a creep, or uh, I, I don't even... Well, okay, let me put it this way. Creep is an object is not an objective measure, right? You know, yeah. most crimes involve kind of some kind of evidence. What's the evidence of creepiness? It's just a feeling, right? So mm-hmm. if that's the standard, it's going to be, you know, if that's the standard for between being a criminal and not being a criminal is a woman's emotional perception of your creepiness... I'm sure a lot of awkward guys would rather not roll those dice. 
And that is normal behavior for a human being. Human beings do not want to be regarded as criminals or antisocial or socially ostracized. So the more that we engage in increasing those punishments for men in, 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 in approaching women socially in public, the more men will be turned off by that because they are human beings. Mm -hmm. And you can try to say, well, um, man, be more of a man, man. But it's the humanness that's moving the needle towards not approaching. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. So the very thing you're trying to appeal to men to get them to approach more is the very thing that's causing them to stop approaching, which is concern over violating human norms. All right. It's not just, oh, uh, I might go to jail. Oh, uh, I might blah, blah, blah. It is concern over violating human norms. Human beings feel a lot of social, or like they actually feel these social pressures physically. Okay. And if you, if you are a human being, you are going to have a problem with that. So if we start setting up norms that exclude men approaching women in public, Men are not going to approach women in public. And the only men you're really going to get approaching women in public are going to be very disagreeable. And if you're lucky, they'll be the disagreeable men who also have compassion. But more likely, you're going to get the disagreeable men who don't give a flying fuck about anybody but themselves. And getting their penis inside a woman. That's it. That's all they care about. Because you've yep. just selected against all of the guys who are like, oh, well, is that a social norm? I better abide by that social norm. Okay, and yeah. um, incidentally, those are the same guys who go to war to protect their country because that's a social norm. You know, those are the same guys who invest year after year, grind after grind into building a community and building a family and building a home. Okay, those are the guys who are the bricks of our society and we have created a structure in which they are not rewarded and their approach is actively selected against when it comes to the mating of i don't know carousel or whatever the hell you want to call it so yeah oh. good luck to us good luck to us this is just going to continue like until you stop presenting men approaching women in public as antisocial the only men who are going to do it are going to be antisocial and the social men are not going to do it and they're going to continue to opt out period good luck you know good luck changing anything while you're still doing the thing that's causing the problem that you're complaining about yep all right um, i, I guess my my main it's all right i'll get a uh my one thing about what i watched uh, on the Lotus Eaters, and this is the same thing with this Chris Williamson thing, is the interviewer is not asking the right questions, and it bothers me because they are giving men all of the agency in this in this entire scenario. Like they're just saying, "Well, they're what? not even okay." Can I just comment on that? Yeah, they're not yeah. even giving agency to the men who are making it. Uh, anti-social for men to approach other men look at the gillette ad and the guy saying oh that not cool bro okay yeah, there are yeah. men like that so they're not even giving agency to the men who are constructing this problem the only agency is being given to the victims of it yeah that's that uh, yeah 
Yeah, but they're but they're they're only asking those men. Or that's what I'm saying. They're they're those are the men they're trying to advise. The men who are like you said, concerned about social norms, and they're and they and and a climate has been created that makes it very difficult for those men to approach. And it and you know they've also kind of convinced themselves. This is why when he asked them like, why do you think that? And a lot of these men feel like they don't live up to like they're they don't measure up to women's standards or they don't feel attractive. Well, that's all part of the same thing. Where are they getting that from? You know, most average men are average. Most average yeah. women are average. So why do the average men think so little of themselves? Where does that come from? Yeah. This is not these are questions that are not being asked. Instead it's just like, dude, you're average. Go for it, bro. It's like, no, like th this guy doesn't feel average. He feels invisible. Like the average yeah. man feels invisible. So, you know, you're not helping when you say, you know, well, the data says it's like, well, what about this guy's experiences? What about like our culture? What about what's all around us? All of our media? What do the what narratives the say? Messaging? Yeah. What's what about the, the messaging? messaging right. Directed at the average man. Like yeah. that, that he is a poor, a poor choice for a woman as a partner. Like, let's be honest. Yep. That that he's abusive, that he's selfish, that he's not inclined to pull his weight. I mean, this is these are the messages around the average man, and you're you're asking too freaking much. There's there's a point at which you ask too much of men, and I know that a lot of guys are probably wincing at that, but there's a point where there's it's just too much. You can't expect the average man to overcome. A society-wide anti-man campaign saying that if men are not being rapey and beady and murdery, then they're being selfish and self-involved. And they're making you do more work than they're willing to do in a relationship. And you're really losing out, women, when you get into a relationship with a man. You're a patsy. You're a fool. Just put a big L on your face if you get into a relationship with a woman because you're a freaking loser who's being used by the man in her life. Right? That's what we say to women. Mm -hmm. You got to win. You got to empower. You got to be alone, a singleton, doing whatever you want. You know, just ordering up a man on the weekend and kicking him out. It's Saturday morning. That's kind of thing. That's the message that men are worthless to women. And how is the average man supposed to overcome that kind of a societal message? And I know this is like, this makes, I, I'm sure this makes a lot of people uncomfortable. Because it, it, it's recognizing that something is outside of men's hands. But it is. At some point, we can't keep leaning on men's strength. All right. And mm -hmm. also, why, why should they have to? If you look at what men have done, I mean, other generations of men, but this is a kernel of masculinity that's in every man or most men are almost like, I mean, really, um, we could talk about cowardice, but I think that most men actually have a tremendous amount of courage. Like that this is this is inherent to the beast. Yeah. And they have shown this over and over and over again. They have shown the willingness to sacrifice everything for society. And we can't have the decency to allow men to inherit the honor and strength and sacrifice of their ancestors 
rather than the alleged perfidy and oppression of women. And we've constructed this whole mess for ourselves. And until we unconstruct it, more and more men are going to check out. And it's not even, I don't even think it's a conscious decision. I think that there are probably men who listen to Alex Syke and maybe even listen to the, the Lotus Eaters. And they say, yeah, you know, I could, I could, I could, I could walk up to a woman, strike up a conversation and have a relationship. I believe, I 100% believe Alex is right. And they'll still never do it. Mm -hmm. And they use that whole construct of, oh, oh, I could do that to never do it. Because they think, okay, well, I could do it whenever I want. I could do it whenever I want. Therefore, you're never going to do it. Do you get what I'm saying? It's like the addict, yeah. the alcoholic who says, I can quit whenever I want. And that justifies continuing to be an alcoholic. I can walk up to a woman whenever I want. That's why I'm never going to do it. Yep. So this is just, this is not, this is not anything that is going to solve anything. You can continue to blame men. You can continue to avoid the fact that there is a whole organized group of people who are apparently, they just really hate heterosexual relationships for some reason. And they are using every tool in their toolkit to make it extremely dangerous for men to pursue women. Okay? And, mm -hmm. and that this is having an effect. This is having an effect, and, it's, and the effect is accelerating. And this effect is going to lead to the demographic collapse of not just our society, but most. And you know what's really interesting is that it has also led to the problems with immigration. Like, I, and I've gotten into these arguments before, but the reason why uh, people in power, regardless if this is a good, re good response or an intelligent approach... The reason why they've been importing people is because the natives aren't breeding. It's as simple yeah. as that. And they need to keep their currency exchange, um, moving through a critical mass of hands uh, in order to prevent, in, in the U.S.'s case, the collapse of the petrodollar. Like, they need more people using American dollars. That's why they're importing people and giving them money. And but the reason why they have to is because we're not breeding, we're not having kids, and we're not having kids because of all of this messaging. It's a big part of it, don't you think? All of this undercutting of the desirability of the average man, all of this making it more and more difficult for him to approach a woman. And yeah, I know that leaves men with a sense of helplessness, and I really fucking feel bad about that. That that makes me feel bad. Yeah. You know what I mean, bro? It makes yeah. me feel bad to say this. But at some point, you got to tell the alcoholic, I don't think you're in control here. I, yeah. I don't think you have control over your addiction. And then maybe in recognizing you, you're out of control, you can start to move yourself back into control. But that's not what I'm seeing here. I'm seeing more and more excuses, more and more belief that if you blame men something that's somehow an advance towards some kind of goal. Did you notice that? It's like, oh, uh, uh, you know, we're, we got to fill this pothole. Well, why don't we just blame some men? That'll do it. Yeah. Hey, men, <laughs> yeah, look at this pothole. 
Yeah, I know you have nothing to do with it, but we're blaming you. That That's gonna fill it, right? Oh, looks like the pothole's still here. Hmm. We need to blame more men. It's like, this is the... This is not a... Like, we're not... This is not functional anymore, guys. This is absolutely... You know why it's not functional? Because men no longer have the authority. Yeah. Right? All of the pothole going, uh, filling jobs are going to women. I know this This is really straining the metaphor. <laughs> so men no longer have a, any kind of authority. They have no ability. I should probably not drink so much cappuccino before. Oh, did you have some cap? Yeah, it's a little late in the day for you. I, have, I mean, yeah, I like, have like a, I have a mug of almost four. Espresso. Yeah, you're gonna I have be a mug of espresso bouncing off the walls. Yeah, or oh, Jojo's here. Mic. He's he's chilling out. I'm gonna put him on the camera. Hold on. Oh, cool. I hope Jojo I get to see cam him as well. on here. I don't know if oh, you're no, gonna get I don't to get see to him. him. No, I don't get to I'm see gonna, Jojo. I'm gonna Say move hi. him like right here, and then you guys can see him. Do you want me to say hi to Jojo wait, for me? Do you want me to, to, to Yeah, yeah. Hi Jojo. I don't want him to know. He's he's chill right there. That's cool. Okay, uh, Yeah, chill dog. Let he's, let chill he's dog. He's kind of giving me the side eye like, are you interrupting my nap? Anyway, um mm. wanted to put Jojo up there. Okay. Okay. Alright, I'm just so... saying, like, I might be a little bit half duck because I got like a mug of espresso. No, no, it's I think, yeah, it's it's actually if one it's of those, cappuccino, um, then there's espresso in it, yeah. No, it's like pure espresso. Oh shit, that's yeah, that's like a shot. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna like this is I got a heart attack is in it, a mug right here. Is it in a tiny cup? No, it is Oh, it's a mug? It is a Dude. full cup. It is a cup. <laughs> you're gonna be I'm like You're gonna be like back. Fry in that episode where he drank the ninety nine the one hundred cups of coffee, you know? Yeah, and then he transcended space time. <laughs> yeah, he he got super speed. Um Yeah. Should See, we get into the moment he was vibrating and then he just do and then he's just yeah. chill. Everything <laughs> makes perfect sense. Maybe I'll get to that point, you know, if I drink enough of this Maybe. and not back enough espressos. All right. All right. Should we yeah, get into the video it. now? Okay, let's let's yes. do it. Okay. We're going to get into the oh, video. Wait, wait, shouldn't I do the things first? Yeah, do the yes. things if you want. I got to set up okay. Jojo's camera anyway. All right, guys, if you would like to send us a message, please do so at feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. It is the very best way to give us some of the benefit of your of your support, and you get the benefit of a bit more space to baffle us with your expressions. And uh, and you also get the benefit of avoiding YouTube's ever changing landscape of Opinion enhancement, shall we say? Mm. Opinion, like YouTube's opinion enhancement. There you go. There we go. Is that yeah? I, I think yeah. I think so. Yeah, context givers. Yes, context enablers. Nuance appliers. Nuance empowerment. <laughs> Nuance yeah. empowerment. There you go. All right. So feedthebadger.com/slash/just the tip to send us a spot of dosh and to send us also a message. Uh, we don't. I don't currently have anything support up, um, so I, I'll, I'll hold off on that. But once again, feedthebadger.com/slash/justthetip. Send those tips in because we got new systems systeming in the background. That we will do be fun. That well, yeah, yeah, you have. Oh, you system, mean right? like yeah? I got all the Badger chans and, uh, well, and the emotes and. Three years, so. It will be for a bit, yeah. Um. Mm -hmm. So I yeah I don't want to give anything else away, but yes, definitely yeah. do that. Okay. So okay, let's play let's... more of the video. So I'm gonna, I jumped way ahead to a segment about 55 minutes in entitled, What the Red Pill is Doing to Marriage. 
And I think this might, this is relevant to our interests. Now, I know a lot of times, these people who are not involved with the red pill, when they talk about it, they speak in very broad strokes. Um, but I, I do feel like we get lumped in like more often than not. So it's almost well, like we kind of have to deal with it. Go ahead. Originally, because what? The, the red pill sort of rep represented becoming aware of men's issues. Yeah. And realizing that men, you know, the existence of men's issues actually are a data point on what our society cares cares about. So men's issues don't just exist, but they also point to our society's concerns and its actual considerations. As opposed to just being unicorns that just keep popping up for some reason. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, like, for sure. Um, for example, I've had, like, when Pearl got into that argument over the conscription. And that individual said, well, what's your solution? It's like, well, you don't have to have a solution to the issue. The fact that men are conscripted and women aren't. In order to recognize that this sex selective conscription is a data point that points to how our society the 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 actual relative worth of men and women in our society is what i'm getting at you see mm -hmm. so you don't have to actually solve men's issues to allow those issues to inform your worldview about whether or not society expresses overt concern to men or women all right if yeah okay I, i'm i'm belaboring this well it's yeah, it just, it, like I said, it's kind of like a catch-all. A bunch of people get lumped in with it. and But I, I do think that us, essentially, if you're discussing men in any capacity, like men as like a group of people or as a demographic that is in need of help and you're not just shitting on them or demanding that they just, you know, s stop being a pussy or whatever, then you are basically red pill. Like this is what how you will be treated. It doesn't matter if you actually are aware of all the stuff or not, right? So let's but let's find out what Date Psych and Chris Williamson have to say about I'm this. You're skipping the incel ideology stuff. I mean, we could do that. It's kind of short, I think. Where is it? Was it? Was yeah, it it's like dumb? trying to correct the ideology of incels. I think it's called. Do you want me to play that part instead? Yeah, I'm, I'm curious, like, because the ideology of incels is that they well, recognize I, the that they're unattractive men. Yeah, right? the, well, or they're like, disabled, or they have, other, yeah. like, they're basically out of the gene pool, essentially. Because I'm, I'm just really curious where they're coming from. It's like, you know, there's just a group of men who've said, you know, I think we're unattractive to women because, you know, women don't find us attractive and then everybody's like oh my god you're terrorists and they it's, still it's use it as a pejorative they still yeah they still use it as a pejorative like i think i saw something oh yeah even even in the lotus eaters video i was looking in the comment section uh so like i think the guy's name is connor tomlinson he's like the guy that was in interviewing or talking to date psych right this was today mm. and connor tomlinson is a very young guy um, a, a very conservative Christian, whatever. And he's talking to the guy about the dating thing. And he's trying, I think he's always fighting with feminists in on like panels. And he's trying to like, you know, get people to pair up and, and get married and start families and stuff. But I, I think he's naive on a lot of this shit. Okay. I think that he thinks, Oh, just be, you know, like just 
go to church and find a woman. Like I literally had Jesse Lee Peterson tell me when I said, what do you think about meeting women at church? He was like, don't ever date a woman that goes to church. So, so I mean, I don't, it doesn't guarantee anything, but, but my point is though, people in the comments even called him an incel. They're like, oh, he's just getting these date coaches on so he can prove that he's not an incel. And it's like, this is not helping. Like, I disagree no. with Connor on stuff, but when you use the language in that way, you reinforce these these negative um, ideas about men who are just talking about their issues. Like, incels don't even need to call themselves that because a lot of guys are, go, you know, they, they go through dry spells or they stay virgins or whatever. Uh, I think that when you use that language, you feed the enemy. They get to use mm. it against you. They get to say, they get to just, because now... When people just say incel, people think of terrorists like right off the bat. And feminists yeah. love that. They love they want more incel shootings. This is the, that's what they want. They want more murders caused by lonely, you know, um men who have nothing to do, who well, have nothing but time on their hands and they're feeling power it gives. Yeah, them. that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. They want that so they can use it. Like when the um uh, what was it? The the Nashville shooting. Uh, we talked about yesterday that the manifesto came out, and this is like a trans man, so a woman, uh, a born a woman, and she killed a bunch of you know. Uh, she had she had a problem with men. She had a problem with white people. She had a problem with rich people. The usual intersectional gobbledygook, and no one in the media wanted to talk about it. They did not want to release the information. They didn't want anyone to know because it's not politically useful. It was, in, in fact, it's politically inconvenient to reveal this, although it would be useful to understand what, you know, can push someone because, you know, when you really want to fix a problem, you want to discuss what the problem's causes might be and then try to figure out ways to solve it. But what, what we're doing now um, is, you know, we find out something where, and, and what's the solution? What does Laura Bates offer? Because she's like the, the, the expert on underage incel men because she... You know stalks them on forums and stuff what's her solution it's to essentially drive them further into isolation mm -hmm, which that's is always the solution yeah and that's and that's probably most of the problem because i think that if if men who call themselves incels and i don't think you should be using that word but if men who call themselves incels had um had uh camaraderie with other men whether those men are also incels or not they would do a lot better and they, and they and they could do so they could do well enough in fact that they would actually be fine with you know whether they knew whether they were with a woman or not with a woman like they would be okay either way and the truth is is that if you are comfortable with that a a, a happy side effect of that is that women will find you attractive but that's not that should not be the purpose i'm just saying like if you're happier in your skin because you have friends and and men that you trust that has to come first this is another thing that this date site guy does not ever say and no one ever asks him hey how about how about these men form um camaraderie and community with other men how, how about you create a space for men to hang out with other men to share you know thoughts with other men to talk to each other about stuff to help each other out lift each other up how about that because that's what the incel forums are attempting to do you know, at the very least, they're trying to keep men from offing themselves because that's usually what will happen if anything t tragic happens. But this guy has nothing to say about that. He's just like, well, I'm trying to get you laid, bro. It's like, but that's no. not that's not going to be satisfying. 
That's like, you know what I'm saying? Like even, and I think actually it could make things worse. Like what kind of woman are you gonna, you know, find yourself yeah. with? Like, honestly, like it could be worse. So I don't know. I, I think that it's, um, yeah, it's not really good. It's it. Yeah, it's another one of those. Uh, let's blame men for the potholes without giving them the tools to fix the potholes. Yeah, you know, it's just another one of those. And the funny thing is that before incels, it was men's rights activists and pickup. Yeah, artists. it's just yeah, it's just a it's, it's just always, a, it's always just the like new a word. It's yeah, just it's the, the new word. It's the new word. That's all it is. Okay, let's. I want right, to see what they have let's, to say. You want me to? I'll go to the incel part. No, I, before we do that, I will say that there was someone who mentioned that he thought that we gave better advice than a lot of dating psych people or men on how to deal with this kind of isolation and inability. Um, you know, you talking about what intellectual compatibility actually means, and me talking about how don't don't. Like honestly, turn off the dating coaches. Yeah. Oh, you know what? Go that reminds me. Find a group of people. That reminds that me. Happy. Yeah. And thrilled that you are participating with them. That reminds you know? me of another of another thing I saw today. Um. So I think I we talked about this a while ago. I don't know if it was with you or if it was like an after show topic or something. But there's this thing called woke fishing. Do you know what woke fishing is? Oh, I can, I can not even imagine. Okay. Well, All right. Well, I'll, I'll tell it? you, I'll tell you. So basically you have woke fishing and this is obviously something that feminists uh, or left-wing women have complained about. So it probably goes the other way possibly, but woke fishing is when you're on a dating site and you're a woman and a man, uh, in, a, in his profile, he basically says that he is a feminist or he believes in her body, her choice, or he basically like tells her everything that he assumes a woman wants to hear instead of like what he really believes and that the feminists are angry on um, because these men are are lying about their actual values because they're trying to like get a date with a woman and i i and i have a i have like two things to say about this so the person who was responding to this was uh brett cooper and she was saying that you know men shouldn't be lying about their values the, the to attract a woman they should just be upfront. and i agree with that i agree with that but I understand why. And this is the thing that I don't think she gets because this brings us back to the intellectual compatibility thing. I think it would be fair to say that regardless of what women tell you their politics are, they're probably more on the left. They're more feminist. So you kind of have to, as a man, if you want a chance to even like get a seat at the table, I think a lot of men feel like they have to say, look, I don't hate women. Right. Because <laughs> let's say you're no, I'm serious, because that's kind look, of what I that means. I breathe air and like yeah. sugar. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, no, I'm serious. Because look, if you say as a man, if you don't like, I think I pulled that out my pants the, to go to the bathroom. The the assumption, I think, from from men is uh, that are on these dating sites and it is a dating site thing. So maybe they shouldn't be on dating sites to begin with. But setting that aside, even if you met met a woman in like a social setting or something. I think that what men are worried about is if they said, this is what I really believe, then women, because they've been propagandized, they're going to like take something else away from it. Like, like, like say for me, for example, I mean, I'm married, so I'm good. But like, if I was, if I went out and I met a girl, let's say, and I was single and she asked me about myself, I'd be happy to tell her. But you see, if I said, well, actually I run a podcast that talks about men's issues, then something might click in her head 
based on something she saw in the media somewhere, and she might have an immediate negative knee-jerk reaction, and I would lose any chance, potentially, of even, like, getting her to see that I'm not the monster that I've been, that, like, what, you know, the people that I associate with are, are lumped in with. Or if they were like, oh, you know, I like watching Sneeko or Andrew Tate or something. Um, or whatever it is, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. You could be like, oh, yeah, I like, it could be milquetoast as fuck. Oh, I just occurred, occurred to me. Yeah. How many men are avoiding dating because they just don't want to have to have that conversation? Change, not to have that conversation, but right? have to change that fundamental part of what their interests are. Yes. Well, I think that's that's why I brought that up because I was thinking the exact thing. Okay, well, if you're a like, guy well, who's well, how many? Stop that. Just yeah, don't I don't think they should involved. be. No, I agree. I don't think they should be. But like at the same time, I'm saying I'm sympathetic to why because it yeah. looks like the average woman. I'm not talking about liberal women. I'm not talking about conservative women. I just mean the average woman has feminist leanings one way or the other. And and you're gonna and they're gonna expect. That's why when women say I want intellectual compatibility, they don't mean that you should be smart and challenge them. They mean that you should agree with them because they think that they are the smart one and that you should be at their level. And they watch Bill Maher or The Daily Show or whatever it is, and that's where they get all the info from. And so you have to kind of. That's why. That's what I honestly think it is. So like it, it's men are put in a a. We the, the the issue is this, okay? At the end of the day, what men value is not valued. So men's values don't matter. Women's values matter. This is like where we're at on the back foot. A masculine perspective, a ma a male perspective, because I, I some some people get triggered by the word masculine. They, they think I mean like you know Schwarzenegger. I don't mean that. I mean like a man who thinks and talks and carries himself like a just like another man that whole perspective is seen as toxic now so men are constantly trying to navigate a minefield of this feminized behave the set of behavioral expectations and i think that's why they do woke fishing or at least maybe they don't even do it intentionally and not like oh i'm gonna lie to them about being a feminist because i can bang them but m maybe a lot of it is subconscious like well i don't look i think you know i would like a wife to raise my children but i don't want to say that because they might think i'm putting them in a prison right so they they don't yeah. And they want a okay. chance to like come to the table and say, well, look, here's what I really believe. And now that you know me a little bit better, maybe I can share a bit more of, yeah. of like what, you know, who I yeah, am. Because well, also women are more relational. So if you have a relationship with one, they're more likely to consider what you have to say because they're like, oh, you're a, you, you're not a horrible person that, you know, demonic entity. Maybe what you have to say is not so crazy. But let's get to that incel thing before. All right, all right. Let's, let's yeah, we'll, we'll jump into that. I'm just saying, it's 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 really uh, unfortunately overly simplified. Okay, I'm so just let's, wondering let's what their idea of, of incel ideology is. Well, yeah, so I'm, I'm going to be listening see. for that. Okay, let's let's, let's do it. The cognitive distortions in the incel world going. It's going well, I think. Uh, a lot of people say, <laughs> oh, "You're God. a liar. You are a liar." This man is I... so fucking lucky that he got hit by the good genetic stick. Who? Well, a, a Mr. I don't know, Viking beard dude. Oh, date psych. Alex. I guess. Yeah. I Both mean. Of them are. Yeah. All right. Let's let's go. 
Yeah, I don't know. People are always very stuck in what they believe. Ideology is very, very hard to shift, and people like kind Including of simple yours, explanation. Yeah, like, I don't... you don't think that, like, well, people who say this, have you, here's the thing, I didn't start out with these opinions, right, I, this, my opinion has, as a result of looking at the evidence and realizing that the feminist approach is incredible overreach, like, they, they do not have the evidence necessary to make the assertions that they do about human society and men's nature. And yet they make these assertions and they remain unchallenged on them. All right? I didn't start this from an ideological perspective. I started this from questioning an ideological perspective. And, it, and you never seem to escape it. Like, feminists are hell-bent on removing love from the human race. I'm going to put it like yeah. that. They're hell-bent on framing the relationship between men and women as one not of love and symbiosis, but oppression. And we have allowed that to happen for the last 150 years, and now we're at the end of this... We're at the final station. We're at the final station of that. And at no point have the people who've been pushing this expressed any ability to question their ideology. So it's absolutely ironic that this man... Is talking about oh, uh, people don't want to question their ideology. I mean, they don't want to agree with you. This guy is getting so much play. Yeah, oh, I, I no, okay. I I agree. It's and also like you know, incel is not an ideology. That this is the same as like Laura Bates saying it's a movement. It's a it's a state that men find themselves in that they don't want to be in. It's the only movement nobody wants to be a part of. <laughs> You know? Yeah. So this is like incorrect. Also put hand emojis in the in the chat so you can pet the dog. It's the best way. Yeah, They'll float around the screen like, and maybe some of them will the touch men him. Who are experiencing a lack of sex or sexual interest from women. Let's like let's just take away the ones who are like uh disabled or have been sexually abused by women. What do you think about listening to this guy tell you that it's not because you're unattractive that women find you unattractive? What, it, what is he about to say? Let's hear. All right, let's go. Explanations for things, kind of univariate explanations, like this is this, whereas human behavior is very, very multivariate. There's so many different things that contribute to why okay, someone might right, do well dude. at dating. Dude. Human behavior is multivariate, but men are to blame. You know, human uh, motivation or human behavior is multivariate. But somehow men are supposed to be able to shift a fundamental aspect of the personality like risk aversion. Human behavior is multivariate, but the reason why men aren't dating is because they're cowards. And they don't want to approach women in public. And that's not because, you know, there is a whole population of or a whole empowered group of people who are currently trying to present this as a fundamental violation of human norms up to and including criminal that's not it's because men are just become wussies wussy wussies you know like they're, they're not being men anymore they're they're not manning up but human behavior is multivariate bro i don't even think he knows what the fuck that means <laughs> but let's keep going all right being or not you know why someone might come across as attractive or not and people tend to focus 
very exclusively on God. just one thing without why people f what do you think you think that women find you attractive yeah okay he's 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 saying oh women find me attractive not because i won the genetic lottery but because i'm really a good per good person inside mm -hmm. all right you know what all right I, what it, no i'm just i'm just like okay so incels are wrong when they say that women like certain physical characteristics even though that is supported by science that women like men with a certain jaw they like men with a certain brow they like men with a certain musculature they like men with a certain height and they even like men with certain antisocial personality characteristics all of that is wrong why I mean, this mm. is the most infuriating aspect that I can... Like, when I extend myself as a woman to imagine being an incel, I imagine... Okay. All right. Like, for example, I have physically unattractive characteristics. I'm masculine. I'm extremely stout. I, I don't know how to describe myself. I got stocky. a broad Stocky. I'm a stocky woman. Yeah. But, you know, if you want if you want something heavy lifted, I'd, I'd be the woman to go for right low low okay. center of gravity yeah low center of gravity like a badger <laughs> okay but broad shoulders thick chest so i'm you know like i got an awkward that's figure. why i picked that's why i picked a gnome as your race in uh badger yeah, State three thanks. i, I, I should it could have been a dwarf i thought about it but i think uh gnome but you decided yeah i don't even i don't even rank as a freaking dwarf i'm a gnome <laughs> all right there you go they are adorable really forest creatures allison Yes, I got some really unattractive things going on, right? Having somebody come up and say to me, actually, you know, men aren't aren't really attracted to the tall, blonde, large-breasted, uh, you know, wide hip, you know, like uh, uh, 36, 24, 36. Men aren't really attracted to that. That's just an illusion that you've you've developed to to hold on to your bitterness. I'm like, dude, fuck off. Mm -hmm. 100 percent women are attracted to a certain type of physical features 100 percent that's certainly gets your not foot in the door. hell women who who themselves are basically planetoids are still only attracted to those features i've seen <laughs> countless videos of women who are not not like well below mid who are like i want a six foot tall man and if you don't have like they got the same they got this overly inflated sense this of gaslighting. entitlement i'm not talking about the overinflation of entitlement but this is gaslighting yeah it is it could is. you sir recognize that you got lucky you got really goddamn lucky and i i mean admittedly you probably enhanced your luck by exercising and not eating like a pig but you know you got lucky and there's a lot of men out there who are a lot less lucky than you and they're looking at this and you're gaslighting them and saying oh yeah women yeah they're they're, they're, they're not shallow they're not they're you know, it's not because i'm good looking that i'm successful with the women shut up <laughs> and you know what's other it's a little bit more sinister is that avoiding talking about the effects of good looks as a benefit in dating which is ridiculous that we're even at this this thing like we're, we're even at this point where we have to defend recognizing that good looks are a benefit in dating 
for men. All right. It occurs to me that if he did actually say, yeah, actually, I was lucky. I, I'm a good looking dude. That's why I, I score well with with the ladies. If he actually said that, he'd probably not make as much money mm -hmm. with whatever he's selling. Like whatever maxing he's selling, which apparently is just suck it up, bro, maxing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that seems like it's a pretty, that's pretty, uh, that's, that's, <laughs> do you really, guys, do you really need that? Like, just do it, maxing. Just do it. It's Nike maxing. Ugh. Anyway, but let's, it's let's, like the gaslighting. Yeah. It's like you can't even acknowledge. Yes, women well, don't want this stuff. Yeah, that's another thing too. I th I think actually I'd be more interested in like an average looking guy that has like a lot of useful advice or even like a you know someone we might consider below average. Be like, yeah, look, I got these issues, but here's you know here's how I I don't know yes. like whatever. Here's how I where, overcame. Where are they? those limits where are where are the dating coaches who are around mid yeah okay well, and they're saying you know i didn't i didn't score like the top in the top 10 but i got a wife i got a good life here's how i did it yeah where are they why well, are those, you all why it, literally you why are you all eight or higher well that's the thing though this, this kind of proves the this kind of proves that disparity though, doesn't it? Like this guy gets on multiple podcasts to talk about dating. And I think that his looks has a lot to do with it. And and whether Chris Williamson or the Lotus Eaters know it or not, that was what, cause there's plenty of guys talking about like, you know, a giving advice to men about dating or talking to women or whatever. There's plenty of men out there, but these are the guys that have a better chance of getting that you know that exposure because they the, because attractive people are um they're just more successful in that way like they get more access you know yeah. so yeah. yeah definitely but yeah. He, like they don't want to admit it and the other thing is that they're not offering anything like even if you say well just overcome your anxiety or your personality trait well how yeah how like both of those things involve a lot of work. I mean, honestly, I overcame an anxiety disorder. That was a full-time job. So if, if these men have anxiety, you're asking them to take on what amounts to a full-time job worth of effort for what? And the thing is that it's, I had an anxiety disorder and nobody was presenting posters encouraging my anxiety disorder everywhere I went. Or in a lot of places. No one was presenting rhetoric encouraging my anxiety disorder. It was just me and my own fucked up brain. Working through the issues. I didn't have to walk out the door and say, Yeah, actually, Allison, you should, you should probably realize you're a horrible person. And you should feel even more social anxiety than you do now. Like a lot of guys are dealing with that. Mm -hmm. There's a drumbeat of misandry. Of, of telling men that they're less than worthless, that they're criminal, that they're defined by the most criminal elements of their group. You know, this, this constant messaging. Yeah. And how do you help men overcome that? Like I said, for me, overcoming an anxiety disorder was a lot of work. It was a full-time job for several years. I had to focus on it. And you're asking men to keep the lights on and overcome an anxiety disorder that really isn't just in their head.
It's something that's being pushed on them by the messaging of society. Yes. Okay. Now, overcome all of that. Well, how? What are the tools that you're giving them? Just do it, bro. Just do it. You're mm -hmm. a coward if you don't. Well, that doesn't really help, does it? Like, go go approach women. Overcome your social anxiety. Uh, how? Like, yeah. here's the thing. Like, this is this is why I go back to that whole statement about the, the addict saying, oh, I can do this. I can quit anytime. This messaging is that useful. This messaging is that useful as an addictions counselor going out to people with addictions and saying, and they say, well, I could quit anytime. And the guy, addictions counselor is like, yeah, sure. Here, have another bottle of booze. Like, this yep. is not going to do anything. Yep. That the uh, time at which blaming men could do anything has long passed. Okay, sorry, Brian. Yeah, no, it's all right. Let's play some more of the uh, video. So. By the way, guys, send in those super chows. Yeah, send in those super chows. Let's let's do it. You Taking must have thought about this. Huh? I'm just saying to the audience. Oh, yeah, you, you must have, have thoughts. Yeah, you must have thoughts on this. Okay. Big picture. Yeah, these become belief systems that people adopt ideologically in a sense and shifting their beliefs in a way is also kind of difficult because it's almost like it can cause cognitive dissonance but it's also perhaps abandoning an identity that they relate with and i think you see that yeah particularly in incel communities and what identity you know, are they... you offering them like you're saying oh they you have to abandon an identity you relate with well yes because you know as noam i think it was not noam chomsky sorry marshall and mcluhan uh said people without identities like the, the, the it is an excruciating painful position to be in without an identity uh, that's that's when you start to get violence so you're saying well abandon your identity as an incel um okay what identity are you offering them what alternative identity are you offering them because at the very least they get some companionship in that identity and i guarantee that it's not the incel identity that's creating uh some kind of violence it's the fact that the incel identity isn't preventing the lack of identity from inculcating violence in these guys that have been told by society that they have no worth. Right. Okay? It's just not strong enough. It's not valued enough. If we went out there and said, hey, actually, you know, incel identity is an identity of purity. I mean, you've managed to survive this long. So it's sort of like you represents an ID, like a, a psychological strength. And you're able to acknowledge reality that other people seem utterly incapable of. So if you actually said, maybe this is a positive identity, you might actually find a reduction in violence. You know, if you gave men a positive identity, and, oh, oh, here's an idea. Give men a positive identity in relation to the, the maintenance of society. Whoa, what a thought. Wouldn't that actually reduce a lot of violence? And I'm not even just talking about so-called incel violence. I'm also talking about Antifa. Like all of those right. an anarchist groups who are, have no connection to the society, so they want to tear it down. You know? But but that that's I guess that's too positive. Let's continue to shame the shit out of men so they have no identity. And the only thing left to them is violence. All right, let's uh, keep going. Okay, let's keep going. That Surely community that is their friends and their identity in a way. What do you wish more incel uh, forum that, inhabitants okay, that community knew? Is, okay, so what you want them to do is abandon a place where they have some community, some friendship, some sense of identity for what? 
Uh, some Fine. pussy? there's no guarantee right okay no no there's no guarantee exactly all right let's keep going well i wish that they would perhaps understand more nuance as far as uh, oh nuance research related to attractiveness so it's very i guess if it was a specific thing that i wish they knew perhaps interpreting effect sizes because you will see in a lot of papers and it's kind of a statistical thing you'll see that in the abstract word of a report like ah the more attractive person got more women xyz or you know the dark people with the dark triad were more attractive they had more partners but then you will look at the effects and it'll be like one on average or something like that and that's very common in psychology um it's funny how you're how you're saying that and presenting your own evidence of just go out there and uh and uh and approach women and you'll you'll get you'll have you know after a year of rejection you'll 13 percent of you might have a, a short-term long-term relationship um yeah that's uh what was the effect size i don't even think he he, he presented that with his evidence his so-called evidence which was i think just an internet poll yeah. but here's here's the other thing he didn't even ask well what 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 was the what was the rate of any kind of negative experience in terms of false accusation abusive rejections or group harassment as a result of rejection or social like uh social false accusation no he didn't even ask that all right let's keep going. Uh, that's uh yes that's asking too much all right let's keep going sometimes the differences are are relatively small uh, but I don't know if people always understand that when they're just reading the abstract or the results initially, that just because there's a significant effect, it doesn't always mean that it's a meaningful or a large effect. Yeah, William's most recent study, I've got part of the abstract here. Incels significantly overestimate the importance of physical attractiveness and financial prospects to women and underestimated the importance of intelligence, kindness, and humor. Incels underestimated women's overall minimum mate preference standards as well. Okay, wait a second. But you're already saying that incels don't have those things. Yeah. Like, it doesn't freaking matter. You know that being social is also an effect of, of high risk tolerance. You know, extroverted people have high risk tolerance. They have high tolerance for social anxieties. Us introverted people aren't necessarily capable always. I mean, some like Ryan can overcome it, but we're not always capable. And I overcome social well, anxiety. It took, it took me, this point. it took me years though. Like yes. this is, this is like, this is, you know, it's a process. Yeah. So it's it not like something you can just turn off. And, and I'm sure that a lot, of, you know, I, I think that incels, well, I don't want to say that. I think that lonely people, men and women could benefit from some, like exposure therapy if they don't want to be around people like or if they don't deal well with it like my wife and i and i say this i love her to death but you know she doesn't do social stuff often so like she does she's not the kind of person that will like say that people are getting off work and everyone's like oh we're gonna go out right she's not the type to go out with a group even if she knows some of them or she's acquaintances um but she wants to so, you know, sometimes I will, we'll, we'll both go and I'll sort of like be a social wingman for her. Um, and I, I think that she even, and, and look, a lot of times I'm, I've known friends and maybe you guys in the chat know people like this, that where I'm like, we're going to go out and do this thing and they don't want to. And they're like, 
They could even be kind of hostile and really resent. Like, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to like be around other people. And then you drag them out there and they're there for a bit. And they're like, they're very grateful that they went. Oh, you know what? I'm really glad I went. I don't know why I didn't want to go out. And sometimes that's what it takes. You just got to, got to get over that hump. But notice I'm saying all this, not at all in a romantic context. So I think that the social mm -hmm. thing is it's a, it's a pretext that people need to get through and i think that the, again with because for lack of a better term the incel community or population a lot of these guys they're they're not just like socially awkward they're not just shy they're not just like afraid of breaking like norms they they also have like physical and uh mental. psychological and mental problems or disabilities and the and truth is and the, yeah and yeah and traumas and all that yeah all that stuff they're on they're they're medicated whatever it is they have a bunch of of issues that are a big obstacle like not just in socializing but in life right i, I remember there was someone in the in the comments did you see the one guy i think you shared uh his comment about him being blind and mm -hmm. that um yeah, so there was one guy who commented on our last video and he was talking about how he is, you know, he doesn't consider himself a looker and he's older and he's blind. And so he saw that as an option. Now he's married. So, I mean, I, I'm not saying, look, that guy even, you know, it worked out for him or whatever. Because, um, oh. but like the point is, is that these are real obstacles. Like, do you, like mm -hmm. if you're a blind guy or if you have... Um, I don't know if you're Ooh. autistic or if you are or you have a deformity or whatever it is you're really short okay, is, you don't even have to be like you know that you're gonna struggle okay well, well let's let's look at what they're saying here yeah all right okay so what you're saying to these guys who are striking out rather than being something like looks which does have a huge effect don't don't bullshit. right um definitely you know like I'm just finding it hilarious because I've I've known guys like this in life, and I am invisible to them. I'm not saying that I, I uh, that's a that's that's necessarily like I'm condemning them for it. I'm just I'm just not the the kind of woman like a guy like this is at all interested in. Like I guarantee I could probably walk up to him and talk to him, and he would not even notice that I exist at all. And he has the audacity to say, oh, looks are not that important. Bullshit. Bullshit. Yeah. And I'm not just saying this as, as like, from the, from the point of view of a guy who is, you know, mid, um, an incel who's, who's struggling with, with getting a relationship. Because I have a relationship. I'm saying this from the point of view of one of the girls or women that you've probably known in your life that you completely overlook. You're full of shit. Not only are looks incredibly important to a guy like you, in my experience, they're why you've gotten where you've gone, gotten to. So don't give this, don't give us mids and, and uggs your bullshit about looks <laughs> being unimportant. Okay? Yeah. Somebody who's been so freaking blessed. Bullshit. Okay, anyway, yeah. I'm sorry. This just really pisses me off. It pisses me off on behalf of insults. But here's the other thing, okay? Listen to what they're saying. It's not looks that are keeping you from women. You're just a flawed human being. 
Like your your personality, it's something fundamental to who you are. Like your 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 kindness, your humor. Mm-hmm. It's just your basic worth as a human being. That's you know you're you, you just don't have it. Like I can honestly see why incels maybe overfocus on looks, because the alternative is to think of themselves as being utterly worthless nothings. Okay. Mm-hmm. And what is your alternative here? For incels to recognize that it isn't their looks, it's fundamental aspects of who they are that are the problem. Good God. Yeah. What, what is it you want incels to do here? Okay, all right. It's, it's a fundamental aspect of who I am that's the problem. How do I change that? Oh, you all, you're not going to give them any help doing that. You're not giving them any steps to change this fundamental part of who they are. So you're just going to leave them. You're going to rip away the, oh, I, at least I have some companionship. At least I have sort of an identity. At least I don't feel like it's fundamentally my fault that I'm not being chosen. That it isn't a fundamental problem with myself. Mm-hmm. I mean, you talk. I talked about risk aversion being a personality trait. So is extroversion. So is being funny. So is being kind in whatever way that this guy thinks it is. All right? Those are all personality traits that are difficult to change. So you're now saying it's not just your looks that are the problem, and everybody knows that 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 is part of the problem. They just don't want to admit it because it makes them seem shallow. It's fundamentally who you are as a person. And I'm going to tell you that, and you should recognize that. You, as an incel, you should recognize the real problem is who you are fundamentally as a person. And also, you shouldn't have an identity. You shouldn't take any kind of identity from being an incel and from your friendships with other incels. I'm going to tell you all that. And when I rip away everything that's keeping your guts in, well, why are you such a coward, bro? Just approach a woman. Good Lord. Like, when I present it that way, when I'm telling you what he's actually doing, yeah. isn't it hideous? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of gross, yeah. yeah. It is grode. Okay, Grody. I'm going to play some more. Grody. I got the ick. <laughs> yeah, that's the and thing. Not- and, that, and, of course, that's part of basically that whole black pill ideology that looks reign supreme. And... And you could say that, and there's some research that would no, support no, that. Right? Right? Looks, he's, cream, he, right? he said he said there is some research to support that. Yeah, when, women like they they want attractive men, just like men want attractive women, because they want. I mean, that's like desirable, but the difference is, I think men are more willing to settle in general. Yeah, they're more willing to settle, and also like, um, he's talking about this and. There's another thing that a lot of women find attractive. Men savaging other men. Let you That's and him true. fight. And it's it's a dark aspect of women. Like even other dark aspects of men. This is a really well, dark aspect of women. It is a it is a different kind of sexual selection, right? If you want to get like really technical. Like like in a in a thriving society where meritocracy reigns supreme. Uh, a man who uh, like earns the most or, or shows his ability to provide and protect women through his you know ambition and his ability to maybe build a business or acquire resources or whatever through through a cooperative system like uh, you know like a free market system 
uh, women are going to be attracted to that guy. But when those things are lacking, then it's instead the the man that the women are more most drawn to is the man that's more able to crush another man's skull. Because yeah. that that's like a different, you know what I mean? Or, so women are going to support what they need, and and the environment, like that's what it is in the hood, right? Like if you're, or if in you, this case, flatter yeah. women or, or uh, throw other men to the bus to flatter women. Yeah. No, go ahead. In the hood. Oh, I was saying in the hood, it's more like the the latter that I said. Like, you know, if you're the the strongest and the most violent and the most or the or at least the most able to meet out violence to protect a woman and her and her potential children she is going to be drawn to you and that that because the environment um i think demands that but if you're a man who's like you know getting educated and he wants a a a good job or whatever that might not work as well in that context um, unless he like goes somewhere else so it just depends it's like you know, it's it's just it depends on the environment to some degree. But I think that women are ready to make that switch. Like, look at what's going on in, in Ukraine. OK, so we got this Ukraine, Russia thing going on and all men between the ages of like 18 and 65 had to stay and fight in, in Ukraine and fight in the wars. And I think the Russians did something similar, too. So it's not like I'm only saying this about Ukraine because Russian men are also men. But what do the women in Ukraine do? Well, they basically were allowed to leave. And what did they do? A lot of them went to other countries like Germany and they just hooked up with other dudes. They just, they were like, well, if my man dies, you know, out there, he's just not fit. I'm going to find a man who's fit. Or if a, if a country of a tribe is conquered by another tribe, the men are all murdered. The children are often also murdered and the women just wife those guys up. And I'm not saying it's mean or whatever. I'm just saying it's the reality. It's a different, it's a survival strategy for women to do that and so they will and so if you just you know you take this ancient um way of behaving and then you just shift it to the modern like lens and women haven't changed that much if the if the context demands it then they'll just go with it and i can't even blame them for it it's not like about pointing the finger it's just the reality and i don't think this guy could see that because one thing that these guys haven't done and i don't think they ever do is say well here's what women do it's all just like, here's what men should be doing. Yeah. Without really taking into account what just women like are the, doing. Just like the whole segment on relationships was, was, was really about, well, these are the other additional hoops that you have to jump through once you're in a relationship, guys. Which is a great point that Karen made a few, uh, a few uh, episodes ago. You know, a lot of guys who have these kinds of anxiety, it's not just the approach. It's the fact, it's the continually escalating expectations that cause him anxiety. Uh, anyway, let's finish this off because we're like, right. I don't think we're going to get very far into this. No, thing. maybe not. But that's okay. We'll finish the incel oh, section at least. They're very important. No one can deny that. They're they're up there as far as the hierarchy goes. But if you say only looks matter and everything else uh, doesn't contribute at all, that's not a very good picture either. I did a, men, a meta-analysis looking at lifetime sexual partners and uh, physical attractiveness and the effect was very small it had a hedges g of like 0.14 so it's like okay speak more english attractive... alex what's up wait yeah. a second just, wait it a means second. a very small effect so can you stop yeah i just okay did. and did you control for desire for multiple sexual partners like because there's probably attractive men who don't want to fuck every woman they meet mm -hmm. you know 
So, like, this, this, this doesn't sound like it's really that. Uh, and also, sexual partners versus having any at all? That's a good question. I don't think any incels say only looks matter either. I think this is a, bit, a little bit of a straw man going on there. I think that mm. incels do put, uh, again, I hate to say that word, but they do put maybe a little bit too much value in or too much stock in the looks. But I understand why, because that's the initial impression. It's like yeah. how, how a man gets his foot in the door is his looks, honestly. They don't know what kind of man you are. But also they don't less, like, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's also less personal. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's your looks, right? Okay. That's okay. No, it's your personality, dude. It's your person. Okay. So something that's even more difficult to change. Because the thing with looks is you can get plastic surgery. It yep. is really difficult to change your personality. And if your personality is unlikable or unattractive, that, that, like, what do you do with that? Except just curl up and die. Like, I mean, I guess you can try to shift some of it uh, with, uh, with, like, if you have support uh, from the community around you, you can start to maybe bring out your, the aspects of your personality that come out when you feel loved and supported. But that, but how are you going to do that for incels at the same time as saying, yeah, you got to give up your identity, you got to give up your friendships with other incels? What, what the, the better way to approach is really what Brian was saying. Tell the incels, or, or look at the incels in the situation, encourage them to start, and they probably already do this, really, to start helping each other. Uh, they absolutely do that, yeah. You know, sure. and I, I've actually seen that. I like think I, I know. They moderate their own communities. Mm -hmm. You know, they express concern for each other. And that's the thing with the, the creation of the identity. When you create an identity, you start to have compassion to other people who share. You're basically saying, yeah, you, you and I, we share a simpatico. So I'm going to have sympathy for you. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go out of my way to try to help you. That's really what an identity is about. It's like a belonging group. We get a sense of belonging and we start to care about the people in that group that we're part of. And what you're saying is, yeah, incels, you know, they should get rid of that. No, I think they should take it further. I think they should start really helping each other. Absolutely. Really trying to bring up the socialness that, of their I, community. I think that the best thing would be to create, like go to where the community is, Maybe build something uh, within it. Have them help you with it. And I think you'll see some, I think you could see some good results. I think that instead of shaming them or trying to isolate them or criticize them or whatever, or you should. their identity. Yeah, join them. That's join what I'm them. saying. Yeah, join Alex, them. Go, go be among them. Yeah. Go be <laughs> Alex of the gorillas, you know, go, whatever. Yes, go and befriend them. Befriend, befriend them and them. and find out what they really you know and don't don't worry about trying to fix them right away them. don't yeah don't worry about trying to fix them right away just talk to them listen to them and then like see if like any of them you know and i'm sure they do like want to build something maybe and help them build it and and uh, they'll alex, feel yeah go ahead i wonder what alex sykes girlfriend looks like i don't know does he have a girlfriend he probably keeps it secret but should i play some more we're almost at the end of this section, I think. Yeah. Of the incel yeah, section. All right, we'll play some more. And send us some super chats, guys. I'm I'm waiting on super chows 
and super chats and and rumble rants and i'm not seeing anything kind of hurts my feelings a little bit feed feed badger chan so that um you know she stays we're, well we're, fed we're, we're, but also still slim into the void once again yeah i feel <laughs> like that maybe you know maybe it's just not a good day for you that's okay too all right let's play yeah. some more well if it's 0.3 in psychology that's about average so we're looking at something that's pretty small so it's kind of like uh yeah more attractive men they have more sexual partners over the lifetime but not very much it's not a really big big difference so there's other things going on there a lot of those are behavioral how do men with a lot of sexual partners act differently? And they might be, a big difference might be they seek them out. Uh, there's larger effects for something like behavioral dominance, for example. What do you mean? Okay, wait, wait, wait. Oh, he oh, says, wait, wait, he, it's all, there's a lot of mites and maybes. So we don't know if any of this is certainly true. What's behavioral true. dominance? Yeah, let's, let's see. Behavioral dominance, uh, kind of aggression, interpersonal aggression, male-male <laughs> competition. Even things like athleticism and sports, participating in a competitive sport. Those are things actually that predict having more sexual partners better than physical attractiveness does. And again, this can kind of go back to risk aversion and, and impulsiveness, risk seeking. That men who might seek out those environments, they're typically not the kind of men that are afraid to approach women and shoot their shot. Okay, stop. Okay. All right. Wow, he said a lot that just completely... Good Lord. And I want to remind you mean, everyone. You mean, are, are, when you say all that, though, don't you, aren't you literally saying all the things that we are told are bad about yes. men, about masculinity? All of the things that are constantly under attack, being an ath being athletic, uh, risk, risk taking behavior, right? Being, a, 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 well, he calls it relational aggression, but I, I think competitive in sports. I don't think that that's generally aggressive. Even like guys that fight each other, like the, yeah, you know, no, I've, it's I, not, yeah, like it's no, not. I mean, if you watch like a professional, like an MMA fight or a boxing match, unless those guys are children, you know, like upstairs, they will like hug it out or shake hands at the end, no but, matter who wins. I just want to point out, okay, first of all, I, we got, I got into a conversation with this dude on Twitter. And he said, when I pointed out that there's going to be some men who don't approach women because they don't want to make an uncomfortable situation for women, he was like, well, those, he essentially um, took that concept and said, so, so, uh, so somebody, or he didn't even say somebody, but there, it may be that men don't want to approach women because they're, they're afraid of making them uncomfortable, but they certainly don't have a problem with that online, herpaderp. Yeah. Well, like. Okay, so what have you just said here, dude? What have you just said? Men who are behaviorally aggressive mm -hmm. get more female attention. That yep. is the big thing. That is the big differentiator. This All I right. agree with. <laughs> to to so, quote so, Dave Rubin, well, I agree with that. Uh, okay, let's look at that. Let's unpack it. So we have constructed a system in which only the most behaviorally aggressive men now feel free to approach. And you know why? Okay? It's because these guys don't take no. They just keep going. You know, they're on a spectrum. Some of them are just, I guess, charmingly roguish. Some of them are outright rapists. Okay? They're on a spectrum of men who don't have the same controls. The same. They don't apply by the same social norms. Because they don't care. I mean, maybe some of them are compassionate disagreeables, but probably a lot of them aren't. They just don't care. 
They don't care what the woman feels. They don't care if she don't like her. They don't see her as a real person, so they just keep going. And what we have constructed now is a system that, that absolutely rewards these men and does not reward the men who abide by social norms. Okay? Doesn't reward the men who are actually concerned about rejection. And concern about rejection, if you think about it, is the concern about being considered socially unacceptable. That's what fear of rejection is. It's fear of being socially unacceptable, right? So men who are afraid of being regarded as socially unacceptable, men who have high degree of humiliation, who can be shamed more easily, you know, the kind of guys who would genuinely put their work, put themselves to the grindstone to build something in a social context, right? These are the kind of guys that we are now selecting against in the dating pool. And your solution is... Hi, bro. Psycho Max. <laughs> like, seriously. Yeah. Psycho Max. Max out your psychopathy. Like, what the hell? No. No. The solution to this is not telling these conscientious men, these socially conscientious men, oh, yeah, become more of a sociopath. The solution is to change it. So that they have a clearer path to a relationship and positive participation in family and community. Because I can tell you right now, we don't need more sociopaths breeding. Yeah, we don't. Right? We don't need we more do Patrick not. Batemans. Yeah, we don't need we don't need a society <laughs> of Patrick Batemans, Alex. <laughs> like seriously, right here, he's just basic. Like, there's nothing more that needs to be said about what, what he has to participate to contribute. Men who are behaviorally aggressive are more successful. They're, they're more yep. risk-taking. They're more likely. So men who are conscientious, men who are socially aware, men who are, you know, like they, they want to participate, participate positively. Like they don't want to be, to do something that results in them being socially unacceptable they want to participate positively no those guys need to learn to be more like patrick Bates bateman yes bateman yeah it's bateman yeah you got a bates max everyone yeah you got a you got a patrick max patrick max <laughs> cool it with the anti-semitic remarks all right uh oh i got a super i got a super chow yeah yeah from plain dane he says remember boko haram they slaughtered all them men and boys, and when the women were asked to be saved, they declined. I've said in the past that women aren't as loyal to their tribe slash nation slash people. That explains why they're more oikophobic. Instead of being killed, they're captured and assimilate. That's why studies show they're better at learning how new languages. Loyalty is a masculine trait, and that's a hill I'll die. I think he meant to say I'll die on. Thank you, Plain Dane, for that bit of wisdom. From this for the super chow and here is a jumping badger chan for you um there you go when i get boob physics i'll improve that but i don't have that right now i'm working on it though i'm working on it okay so uh let's see it's about six uh lindsay gets out of work at seven so i got a little bit of time you want me to play a different section that's the yeah. end of the incel section so well but i mean he's just basically undermined his entire point yeah, he did. Okay, so the most successful men are behaviorally aggressive. Here's the solution, guys. Just psychomax. Yep. 
Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just get rid of social men who are socially conscientious. That's a personality flaw. You need to you need to learn to be more. You need to not care about women's opinion as much. Um, don't worry about them rejecting you. Uh, you know, because they're objects anyway. Um, you know, just 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 basically they're just vending machines. Just keep putting putting a coin in until you get something. Like, this is not productive, and this solution mm -hmm. is not going to improve anything. I really hope that the psychomaxing solution doesn't catch on. Yeah, right. We don't want that. We don't want that. We don't want that. Can you imagine, like, all men but, are not I mean, but again, order. like, even if that started happening, there would be discussions not about why are women picking these guys because the only way that's going to catch on is if women actually start selecting men for that right well, they there do, won't be right? a there are. they do to some degree yeah but i mean i'm saying like if that happens no one's going to be you're not going to see like you know these guys sitting around going why are there so many psychos out no, here like, and why are they getting women like they're they're going to be like why aren't women. why are men doing this why are what well, instead of asking why yeah, are yeah, women why are women situation. picking these men yeah Okay, we well they're picking these men because basically the I don't know, but we we <laughs> have this situation where we have constructed this assortive mating system where you basically have to have at least like nine psycho units out of ten, like nine sociopathy out of ten to get on the ride, and at the end we're like, well, why are why are all the all the men who women have available to them psychos? It's not even yeah. that they're picking them. It's like this this entire system is incentivizing psychos. Well, at least at, at least yeah, I mean at least like it it's it just sort of points to what women are looking for. That's all I'm saying. Like I, you know, like they're they and I think that what it's not doing it is asking like Well, no, because but the thing is too, this is an, I think this is also a, a important this is still only in the context of guys getting laid and going on dates. This is not about guys yeah. like finding a partner. So there's yeah, a, I think the criteria is different, right? Because women will be like playing the field and they'll be looking for one type of guy. But then when it's time to settle down, they're looking for a different type of guy. Whereas yeah. guys, I think... Um, I mean, that's that. there's the issue and that's the thing that's not being discussed. There's no... Because again, you know, like talking about marriage and family is like verboten. Like you can't like, even though that is where everybody tends to move towards, but there you're not supposed to talk about it because, you know, m we had our sexual revolution. We're supposed to consider all of this completely optional, but we also insist on future generations that we don't even know are gonna exist to basically supply us with, you know, everything that it keeps our country running the way it is. So there- Am I coming through okay? Yeah, I can hear you right now. Why? Something okay, happened. Okay, because my, my bars look weird, but... Oh. Um, I just had a thought. Like, the behaviorally aggressive have more sex partners. Yeah, well, how, how many of those are consensual, though, Alex? <laughs> yeah. <Christ. laughs> okay, all right. Let's go to uh, the, the... Red pill thing? It's kind of a bigger yeah. section, but we'll do some of it, okay? I got to stop at 6.30, though, so... All right, let's do... What is this? Yeah, what is the red pill doing to marriage. ...a tweet earlier on today about what the red pill is doing to marriage. 
no no so jeremy boring ceo of the daily wire uh he's been featured on a lot of their productions and stuff he said what uh, what the red pill is doing to marriage basically sort of uh, degrading marriage uh, saying that it's a bad deal for men etc etc you've looked at a good chunk of this right what what's happening with marriage and divorces like what are the real stats that people are missing here Oh, sure. So, yeah, as far as the red pill goes, it's, you know, there's no problem. Let's have a tea tums festival. Like, this is what this is. Let's just have a tea tums festival as, uh, as a new Brazil. High Brazil is sinking. Uh, this is a reference to Eric the Eric the Red. It's, uh, a, um, it's, a, it's not a Monty Python movie, but it was I know the Python. I know it. Eric the I thought it was Eric the Viking with uh, Tim Robbins, Eric right? Viking, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So the so high Brazil is sinking, and instead of recognizing what's going on, they're saying, "Well, high Brazil has never sunk in the history of high Brazil." Therefore, blah blah blah. This is what is happening here. Mm-hmm. Yes, marriage has become a bad deal for men, and most men are seeing that. And it's it. it you don't have to be red. Like you can see this without ever encountering any red pill content. The only yeah. thing that red pill guys are doing are saying, yeah, that this is something that's happening. All right, yep. let's keep going. All right, let's play some more. Clinical narratives, uh, particularly in the context of marriage. And it's, you know, not a homogenous uh, ideology or set of beliefs or whatever, but you do see. Well, that's fair. Thank you. On divorce that often just says, you know, 50 or 60% of people get divorced. It's mostly initiated by women. Okay, any- but there are individual differences. Huh? It's about 75%. Yeah, it's it's like 70 plus. ...differences in who gets divorced and who doesn't. You know, for every married man across the board, and I think this is something that gets wrong, the risk of being divorced is not 50%. That's going to be determined a great deal by the individual characteristics within that relationship. You know, what kind of things contribute to divorce? Infidelity is a big one. Okay, stop. All right, so the individual characteristics, you mean the woman... Right. Yeah. Yeah. What What is it that he's saying here? Uh, relationships. Oh, I think and- I, I think he's gonna say. Well, we should listen. So don't respond okay. to what I'm saying. But I think he's gonna say something like, "Well, if men don't cheat, <laughs> you know what I mean." So let's see. Uh, alcohol. Because he said infidelity, alcohol, abuse is a big one. Economic yeah. problems. So just by avoiding, you know simple things that you know i bet economic problems is really high up there though really like if a man loses his job yeah that's probably number one like if a guy loses his job or he gets you know he has to like um take a pay cut or something because of this economy because of the job market because of covid stuff whatever that's probably a big one that's i've seen the stats i've seen okay first of all (laughs) just don't go broke unemployment Unemployment by the man is number one around the world. Yeah. Okay. So what he's saying is here, dude, if you just avoid losing your job, you'll be fine. Yeah. You'll you'll die married. Also (laughs) alcoholism. If you just avoid marrying an alcoholic, you'll be fine. Right. Or just not, or overcome a a disease, that disease. Oh, you'll be fine. Um, What was the other one? Uh, infidelity. Infidelity. Just don't let her cheat on you, bro. Okay. Or just don't cheat, I guess. I think I think but the implication the is that he, the man, is gonna cheat. 
Um, yeah, the implication is the man is going to leave the woman because she lost her job. The man is going to cheat or the man is being alcoholic. Yeah, I heard. No, I heard. I don't think it was this uh, video, but there was another one I saw where they were talking about infidelity being a big cause. And what it was saying is that women learn that their husbands cheat and then they divorce their husbands. So whoever files the divorce papers is not because women initiate most divorces, like over 70 percent. or Yeah, the assumption is that the infidelity is on the part of the man. Yeah, well, because the woman is is initiating the divorce doesn't mean she wasn't the one who cheated. But that's the implication. They're implying that the man did something wrong. Otherwise, why would she? Well, it's actually actually no. That that doesn't even make that doesn't actually make sense because if a man cheats, divorce is less likely to happen. So it must be a situation in which women are filing divorce after having cheated themselves. Okay. Now here's the other thing. These are not the majority. I don't. Does he actually cover the majority reason? Boredom is the majority reason at this point. It is. It is. It's just like the I woman just, gets bored. The of her woman life. gets bored of her life. She you wants know, a change. Is another way. Yep. Another way of saying midlife crisis. So yeah. a woman feels like she hasn't. I don't know. Her life isn't exciting enough. She hasn't achieved enough. Whatever. Midlife crisis end in divorce. Yeah. A midlife crisis can happen probably anytime in your thirties too. All right. Let's let's but All let's right. hear what he said. The major uh, okay. reason for divorces. We're gonna cause a divorce. Flat out. Don't That's cheat, don't drink, don't get broke. Exactly. Okay, yeah. all right, Just all me. right. How the hell are men supposed to prevent themselves from losing their jobs? Yeah, right. Just don't drink also, while fucking a, an employee on the job, bro, and then you won't... <laughs> good Lord, and again, this isn't the majority. The majority is just simple boredom, yeah. okay? And the, the, here's the problem. Yes, a relationship is not going to necessarily be a source of entertainment. You have to have hobbies. Ladies are initiating divorces because they don't have freaking hobbies. That's right. Okay. What the hell is a man supposed to do with that? And what the hell is a man supposed to do if his wife is an alcoholic or his wife cheats or he loses his job and his wife walks away? And if 100% the main reason why why people get divorced is because the husband loses his job... What the you men have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Do you want to get married to a person who's going to walk away if you lose your job? Like, honestly, have you actually really thought about that? What that actually means? And then you, you turn it into a joke. Yep. But really, think about it. That means a man's worth is in his paycheck. And that, and then, and then you go in in the beginning, and you say, "Well, incels overestimate how much money matters to women." And right here, you're saying, "Well, if you don't want to lose your wife, don't lose also, your job." Also, if if financial problems are a big contributor, and a lot of incels have disabilities or other things that likely prevent them from working, how is that not a ma- major factor, right? Like exactly. if you're if you're deaf or something and that prevents you from getting a lot of work, well then women are like why are like yeah, this this is completely understandable because women are not going to go for a guy that doesn't have everything like exactly the way they want it. Okay, so what we've found here, reading between the lines is one looks do matter, but what matters even more is behavioral aggression in men. 
And also, don't uh, finances matter a lot. How is this different from exactly what 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 incels say? Like maybe they weight looks more than behavioral aggression. Uh, I don't think they do that much though. And they also recognize that finances are up there, and they are. Okay, mm -hmm. so if you want to be successful with women, you need to be good looking, you need to be behaviorally aggressive, and you need to make money. How is that different than what incels say? Yep. I and got there are oh. men out there who are upset that this is the case because it's all shallow. Like we've, we've presented this notion of women as being these angels, these creatures that hover above men, like beings of light and pureness and goodness. And no, actually, they're selfish, carnal, and immoral. And, they, uh, and what I say that by, and what I mean by that is, people generally rise to the moral standard you hold them to. And we don't really hold women to any kind of moral standard when it comes to behavior towards men. Like anything women do to men, we sort of excuse. And we have an entire philosophy that's really about excusing it. Okay? So, this is, a lot of the anger is simply a result of being disillusioned about women. Yep. About recognizing that women aren't better than men. They aren't better people. Yeah. Women want an attractive man with a big dick who makes a lot of money and is behaviorally aggressive. They have shallow, animalistic desires. They are not saints. They are not angels. They are not morally superior. Okay? Let, yep. us, let us acknowledge this and move on. Yeah, but I think really take, what this, this take entire, it into account. This entire debate is is that incels are an abject material reminder that women as a group are not morally better than men. They do mm -hmm. not have standards for their partners that are any less shallow than men's, mm -hmm. and perhaps even more shallow. Okay. This, the fact that incels are part of the groups that have group that has not been chosen because they are not attractive, they are not behaviorally dominant, and they don't aren't employed. What's the real problem is that they are holding up a mirror to women's choices in partners. And guys like this don't like it because it's a mirror that shows them. Yep. Greedy. Psycho psychopathic, hateful, but attractive. Like, seriously, he didn't even yeah. notice what he was saying about incels. Oh, yeah, they, they, have a, they, have, they have some companionship, they have a sense of identity, but let's rip all of that away from them and make them recognize that they're fundamentally flawed as beings. And, uh, yeah, let's, not, let's just walk away from that. Don't offer any soft landing for that. Let's just do it and walk away, and that's that'll solve things. Well, I mean, it'll lead to a lot of incels killing themselves, but that'll solve things, won't it? Mm -hmm. I mean, he didn't even recognize the horrible thing that he's suggesting to an entire group of very vulnerable men. Indeed. Want to play some more? You oh, kill thyself. I got you a go super. Ahead. I got a super chow from Plain Dane for five dollars. Thank you, Plain Dane. Have a jumping badger chan. He says, question for Allison. Do you think something like may have 
like I think he meant to say like this may have happened in the past. Has it ever been this severe because this extreme shallowness and avaricious attitude women have? I'm not much of a history buff like you, Allison, though I do love reading about the Mongol Empire and I know a lot about them. Yes, this has happened in the past. I think we are absolutely seeing how the Bronze Age destroyed itself. Uh, yeah. And we're also seeing how all of those uh, genetic bottlenecks happened. A lot, lot, there's like guys on Twitter who talk about how, you know, 17 women uh, reproduce for every one man. Those are genetic bottlenecks, guys. Those are very, very isolated incidents where yep. for whatever reason, human pair bonding collapsed completely. And usually what happens is it starts to recover after these incidents. So it almost immediately goes back to one man, one woman, or, or generally that. Now, a lot of the, some of the differential can also be explained that women have shorter generations. So you'll have five uh, female ancestors for the same length of time as you have four male ancestors. Uh, this because women tend to have their children younger than men. Uh, but the but the thing is that those bottlenecks. Think about it. The, the researchers looking at those bottlenecks. So you have a situation like five women reproduce for every one man. And they're asking themselves, well, what are the other, what are the men doing? They're there, but what are they doing? Well, I think what's happening in those bottlenecks is, and we're, we're seeing what's going on now, is you have like 5% of women with 1% of men and they're having children. The rest, 95% of women have cats and wine and nothing else in their lives. And about 99% of men Half of those are probably in some kind of, uh, or, or, or may have actually ended up in a relationship with the other half. Mm -hmm. uh, and the other half is either eunuchs or femboys. I think that's what, and we're, that's what we're slowly seeing play out in our society. That oh, when, yeah. you don't, when you do not actually channel or create some kind of negotiation between women's hypergamy and the production of a of a beneficial society um you don't put any kind of, i don't want to say control because i think that in a lot of cases it's women themselves that are controlling women's hypergamy and i think what happened with christian society is look at what christians say is a dominant man a dominant man is a man who upholds the, the moral standards the christian moral standards which are honestly very similar to the stoic moral standards and that, that makes a man the head of his wife, like Christ is the head of the church. So in the Christian framework, women's hypergamy is expressed through selecting spiritually advanced men who, who produce and are pro-social within their Christian communities. I just want to point that out. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm, not, I'm not, a, not necessarily a Christian. I'm certainly not a religious Christian. Um, but I just want to point that out, that that's what that framework does. It satisfies women's hypergamy in a man who is seen as a spiritual head. And by spiritual, I mean a man who has pursued the Christian values of like temperance, self-control, grace. Now, that doesn't mean that every Christian man is, is, is that. But it means that that is where Christian societies tend to channel women's hypergamy to a single man who is 
who is in the process of attempting to perfect himself spiritually. Yeah. Just just putting that out there. That seems really, really pro-social to me. Really something that you could see as the foundation of societies that tend to be more peaceful and prosperous and focus on material innovation and that kind of... Almost like what you see Christian societies being. I mean, I'm just yeah. putting that out there. Yeah. Like, I'm, I'm saying that there there's a particular landscape or particular philosophy widespread social philosophy that led to the enlightenment that led to the renaissance that led to the industrious revolution and then the industrial revolution and then you know that this sort of led us through this this process into the modern era and i'm just saying there seems mm-hmm. to be a connection there but in our society we can't question the hypergamy that women have which means eventually we're going to end up with warlords <laughs> Good lord, it's it's like that. That's where we're going, um, and uh, it's it's really unfortunate because uh, I I think that a society in which women invest their sense of of hypergamy, their desire, yeah. like hypergamy, simply is women's desire that men have something more to bring to the table. That's it. Like, it it hasn't really changed. Women are still want a man who makes more than them. They still want a man who's taller than them. They still want a man who's stronger than them. Like, none of that has changed. I'm sorry, it hasn't. 100% has not changed. Right. I mean, maybe we could get into a, a world where women's, women don't. They're okay with a guy who's shorter. They're okay with a guy who's weaker. They're okay with a guy who makes less. Whatever. Right? Generally, even a man who has any of those characteristics has something that she respects more of. Right? Maybe he's more morally advanced. And in fact, interestingly enough, I've been, um, I've been working on editing my book with an editor. And the individual who I'm working with mentioned that in romances, the character in a romance, I, I presume the woman, tends to, be, tends to be attracted to someone who is on a higher level morally than themselves. What they what what the 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 spectrum of morality is um basically like child morality, which is do something so you don't get punished, and then you go up to do something because it's upholding the social social norms of society, and then you go to do something because it it it's upholding a particular more abstract notion of justice, like a transcendent idea of justice. Yeah, a transcendent Some, idea yeah. of justice. Okay, so you you have these stages, and. In romance, women are attracted to men who show a higher stage of moral development. Now, the mm-hmm. individual didn't specify women, but I think that's probably the case because it's really difficult for both parties to be attracted to the other party because they have a, a higher level of moral attainment. So this is something that is, I mean, it's still there in our society. Yeah. That women are still want a man who has that kind of, moral development and it doesn't necessarily have to be like uh i don't know meditating on a hill maybe it's um caring about other people more Mm -hmm. you know extending himself out to help others you know it doesn't like it does like literally the hypergamy does not have to be big dick giant shoulders smashing another man's skull in with a fucking club the hypergamy i have a bleep from when you curse now Okay. Next time. But well, I, I, to... I don't think I'll be quick enough to... 
to you do know, that. I, I curse too quickly. I should, I should, I should curb that. I, nah, I don't think it's fine. I'll, I'll just, I'll just use the language button. Language. All right. <laughs> All right. But you know, it's like, we don't have to like hypergamy. If you think about it can be a force multiplier for positivity in a, in a society. Like, look like again, Christian hypergamy. What do women, what were women counseled to look for? Spiritually advanced men. What do women apparent? What do female characters in romance novels apparently look for, according to this editor? And you know, it's this is Normieville, so a man who has more moral attainment, you know, and that can be very beneficial to the society because when men are competing on a moral dimension, on an ethical dimension, on a dimension of cooperation and compassion, then we all benefit. But what the hell are women choosing now? Uh, they're choosing Alex Psych. Mm, a yeah. guy who's, who's well, making money off of eviscerating sorry. some of the most vulnerable men in society. Yep. Or or they are going for these like fresh and fit Andrew Tate types. And that's the thing, like, you know, you can you can Andrew hate them Tate, if you want to. No, you yeah, exactly. Tate. No, it, you can hate them if you want to. But there are women that are selecting for that type, and there are men who want women who will follow that. So this is this is this is what women are doing, how they're responding, and men are responding to women. And you know, this idea, this is something that I get from some of the people on the conservative side, like men should just lead and women will follow. That's not happening, guys. It's not happening oh. because because we've given women too much authority and no responsibility. So why would okay, they need the to? Yeah. Here's the other thing. This was always something women chose. I'm sorry. Yeah, it guys. was always something women chose. Exactly. It was always something women chose. Christians, conservatives, women always chose to let men lead, and they can yes. unchoose it. And now that that is the problem. And men can't do a damn thing about it. Mm -hmm. That's what we've seen in the last however many centuries. With women unchoose being led, there's very little men can do. Because in the end of the day, men only have the authority women give them. Yeah. So what do we do now? What do, how do we look at this truth and go forward in a positive way without continuing to piss on incels? Yep. All right, let's keep. You All right, to, let's do a, a well, a little bit more. Like, like I'll do a little bit more. We gotta st we gotta stop it pretty soon. But let's do a little bit more. Gotta go These get your wife. very basic things is gonna drop the divorce rate way down. You know, if you look across demographic groups, individuals wait, with wait, a higher wait, level of education, what, what men and women. Think, okay, what do you think is going on? Do you think that men are deliberately going out and losing their job to get divorced? Do you think men are deliberately going out like you're, you're not even addressing the fact that the infidelity is also of women? Yes, it's all okay. fake news. It's phony stuff. Okay, so, it didn't happen. All right. So one, the the reason, the primary reason around the world why divorce happens is job loss, men's job loss. Yes, it is completely awful. For you to say, well, this is within men's control. You think that men are deliberately losing their jobs? Okay, two. The second, as far as I know, this is actually the biggest reason, is boredom. 
how are men supposed to entertain like relationships aren't supposed to be entertainment right so any woman who's leaving her relationship because she's bored is what do you do with that it's a fundamental misunderstanding a childish misunderstanding of relationships you're supposed to entertain yourself you're an adult okay mm -hmm. so what's a man supposed to do there okay learn juggling like whatever all right so and then you have infidelity i'm not even going to address alcoholism so freaking complex it is a, a mental health issue it's usually like compounded with like abuse and you know so let's not even go into issues of disease and mental health let's look at infidelity you're not even addressing the fact that a significant portion of the infidelity that leads to divorce is women's and the reason why i know that is because men's infidelity is less likely to lead to a divorce right it's women's infidelity that is most often leading to divorce okay you're not even addressing that nope well, he, he couldn't. How, how, how? Look, here's the thing, though. How would Date Psych be able to address women's part to play without endangering his own career? Because that would destroy him if he said, "Ladies, you need to." Do, he would basically get the same treatment that a lot of us red pill people get, right? And I put well, red if pill you in quotes. Consider us red pill. No, like, but I'm saying like this is why he. This is what these dating coach guys know is that they can only really hold men to account and like make demands of men and put it on men, put the onus on men, because if they do it to women, they're they're over. It's like it's misogyny automatically. And they a part of them has to know that they have yeah, to know like, that, you know, women hold up half the sky. But if the sky falls, it's not their fault. Right. Just well, men, why it. didn't you just put your back into it, guys? Maybe because women hold up half the sky, which means when they stop doing it, it falls. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you can't blame men for that, for something that women aren't doing. Okay, I, I, you got to right. get going. We can, you yeah, get we should stop. Here. We'll stop it here. Um, so, like, let me go, let me go back to something. the, yeah, get something to eat. I've been fasting all day, so I'm freaking hungry. Um, yeah. Yeah, I want to, you know what? Can I... Can I just really quick, can you be my guinea pig for something? I want to test okay, sure. this new toy I got that I haven't had a chance to use today. I want you to tell me how I sound, if I sound okay. Okay, the I moment. will. All right. All right. Well, I'll it just, just it needs, air. it needs a moment. We need some, we need some new, new potential source of technical difficulties. So. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You know, part um, of the reason why we have so much to technical difficulties is I think we can't help but like switch things out and change things because like we're all yeah. like, artists here yeah how do, how do i sound right now oh my god I, <laughs> do i sound do i sound great do i sound good do i sound huge how does it how does that sound does it sound okay what does it sound like it sounds a bit like you're you're uh, an old smoking or like uh <laughs> you're you're about to go to the gym to find all a right let me let me try something let me try something else hold on okay uh this is fun awesome all right yeah okay what is this as this other thing you're trying i haven't heard anything yet. am i supposed to wait i don't like waiting where is it i can't hear anything is that a problem am i have i dropped what's going on
Hello? Okay, Brian, I can't hear anything. All right, I just went back to normal. How does that sound? Okay. Okay. Oh, I don't know fine. why you weren't normal. able to hear it. People were saying huge in the chat. Um, yeah, it's this. I got this thing that modifies your voice, and it has. Oh. It, I can set like echoes, but it also has an AI voice modifier, so you can put Ooh. in like a celebrity or something. But I guess like you weren't able to hear that last one. Um, no. I'll, I'll try one more, one more here, and okay, then we'll one call more it. Okay. Yeah, we'll quit it here. Just a second. So, in a world, did you hear that? Yeah, I heard it. Oh my in god, in a world. Like a demon. In a world. <laughs> okay, I don't know what it sounds like, but okay, I'm gonna stop. I'm gonna stop it there. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Anyway, all so. Right. Just I'm just playing around. Uh, we heard Allison okay. and Brian static after the Trump. Okay. Well, I don't know what. That's okay. I, I just I'm I'm just playing with this tool right now. Um, I'll probably use it for the game streams to make them fun. But um, yeah, yeah. One of them is the trailer voice. That was the trailer voice guy. Uh, yeah. You know, and a little um, bit like a trailer voice crossed with like the Terminator or something. Oh, is it? I yeah, I haven't listened to it myself, so I don't really know. I can probably there's all kinds of little things you can do. But anyway, I should get going. So before we yes. go, let me just do one quick look to make sure I didn't miss and any super chows or anything while you do the things. Yeah, go ahead and do the things. Okay, all right. So if you enjoy this content, you want make sure that we can provide you more of it, then please go to feedthebadger.com slash just the tip and give us just a tip. Any amount is very much appreciated. And if you append a message, we will read it on the next re relevant show. Um, and uh, you can uh, you have a little bit more space to send us some stuff. Don't send it too long because it, it it'll it'll get stuck in the tubes if you do. So about I think you've got to do it under two thousand characters. That's a lot though. It's a lot of real estate, and uh, we get the full benefit of whatever funds you send us, and you get the benefit of avoiding what was it? YouTube's empowered contextualizing, <laughs> enforced nuance. Yeah. Um. Uh, <laughs> um. I uh, you know. You, you avoid YouTube's minefield of whatever YouTube thinks you shouldn't be saying, which <laughs> seems to change daily and is involving more and more terms that are unacceptable to YouTube. So if you want to avoid all that and benefit benefit us the most, go to feedthebadger.com slash just the tip. And anytime after the show, you can send us, tell us we're not throwing our voice into the void and uh and that you appreciate us all right back to you all right Brian. i have no so, idea what you're doing oh but... uh, i'm i'm nothing i'm i'm uh i was just letting people Checking know that it is nnn and that they can get through this but i was also going to say that on saturday um we are that's saturday the 18th so that's a week from this coming saturday we're going to try and do a meetup uh here in roanoke mike uh is coming that's dr random Cam with lauren um, and I will be here with Lindsay and Jojo, and I'm going to also see if Paul Elam can set a little time aside and we'll do a meetup here in Chicago, tentatively, or not Chicago, I'm sorry, <laughs> in Roanoke, Virginia. Um, there is a place that I'm looking at called the Pirate Sip that is a pretty nice bar and they do karaoke and stuff, so it could be fun. So yeah, please let us know in the comments if that's something you'd be interested in or if it's even possible. Mike suggested it. Random Account wants to do a meetup because we haven't really seen anyone in a while. And I I tend to co-sign co on this idea. So 
Uh, let us know in the comments if that be something you're interested in. And we will definitely, we're, I mean, they're going to come see me no matter what. So that's going to happen regardless. But hopefully you guys will also be there. But anyway. So what date is it? What date? The 18th of this month. The 18th. Saturday the 18th. That is the date. So International Men's Day is the 17th. So we're doing it 18th because the 17th is a Friday. Not and... a lot of times, so you might not find get a lot. Yeah, of I know, I know, but it was. Uh, I get it, I get it, but like you, you never know. It's worth point putting it out there. It was Random Cam's idea, and I didn't. You really hear from him until like last week, like at the end of last week. So it is kind of short notice, but um, I thought you know may as well. It's no 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 harm in trying. So anyway, uh, with all that said. I guess I'm going to wrap it up there. So if you guys like this video, please smash like, subscribe. If you're not already subscribed, hit the bell for notifications. Leave us a comment. Let us know what you discussed on the show today. Take a look at the full length of the video in the description. Um, thank you guys so much for coming on today's episode of HBR. Maintaining frame dating things with the pill of the red and so on. And uh, we'll talk to you all in the next video.